last podcast was what what was addiction and what type of what types of addiction they were and why why someone might fall into addiction. Mm-hmm. I think this podcast will gonna focus on how to get rid of an addiction. That's the more complicated part, the complex part of the equation. I at first when I hear like Salam's point of view. Because he was here last time. Yeah. Is an addiction automatically harmful? Oh, so so are we we assuming that it's it's always a bad thing? Well, in like. It's just something that you you can't stop. Well, we were like, something that we discussed last time. And we kind of focused on a lot with um, uh, being a workaholic. So if you're like like in 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 that case in that sort of like addiction, right, then it can be good, uh, but at the end of the day, like it's still not like it. It still has that like big unhealthy part, like about being overburnt and you know. Uh, being, uh, like feeling a lot of pressure and um, feeling, uh, just putting a lot of pressure on yourself. So I would I would say that any sort of addiction has uh, like some bad consequences consequences, even though there may be good experiences or good outcomes from that addiction. I think okay. for for me, addiction so, is lack of self control in a particular instance. So in that case, I think yeah, majority of them. If not all, would be detrimental. If you're addicted to something just on the basis of not having control over it or not having control over being able to do it. Okay, okay, I get that. Yeah. Like the lack of control mm. makes it kind of harmful as well. Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, okay, cool. lack of control, like having a craving to do something. Um, I think we didn't talk enough about uh, nurture in general before. How like when you might be missing a certain thing from your child from your childhood, like maybe your parents are telling you you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, and then um, like later in life, uh, when you're doing this, only that one thing that you are told not to do. Like um, I'm just trying to give an example. I will give an example of my personal life. And in this case, uh, when I uh, moved to the UK, I wasn't uh, like uh, I didn't have they can like my phone was confiscated for a reason, not to like uh, it wasn't a bad like a bad bad reason for, like to confiscate my phone, but just because the fact my phone was confiscated made me want to crave it more and made me like want to like use it more so i would then like going uh, going about like using my grandma's phone you know and like i would like just going about like finding ways of using the phone just because i wasn't allowed to and uh i'm just giving like an example of like something that's like nurture wise like uh something that's from your childhood that cannot like affect you later in life um and yeah but like so far like we we discussed how quincy and philip don't really have like any like actual just 
serious addictions, even though they have they've had cases where they would look at their phones uh, for like an excessive amount of time, and you know. But um, I just want to know more about you, Salama, because we didn't like uh, you weren't there, and I just want to know your perspective and if you ever like actually experienced any sort of addiction, and um, you know, yeah. Addiction. Mm. Mm. I don't really think I think it's a similar thing with, with the phone thing but like with the phone thing it was more when I was young and I didn't have anything to do mm. I would fill the time by using my phone so like as you've grown up and you're kind of forced or you don't have as much time to really sit down and use your phone like that's something that's kind of Gone out of the window, like it's not something that I really do too much. Maybe so. Yeah. Um. Right. So you wouldn't say that certain interesting. Um, That's fine. So, so you wouldn't say that you have this one bad habit that is like affecting your like personal or like work life, or school life in this case, um, like in a in a bad way, you know. You wouldn't say you have that one like really bad habit that is like um, uh, yeah, that you sure. just cannot you know, like control. That I have ha- have habits, of course, habits, but they're not they're not ha- they're not addictions. Mm-hmm. So, I have habits that I do, but they're not they're not like consistent enough for to be an addiction. Yeah. Okay. For example, I'll do something for like let's say in a week. Let's say for three days instead of doing my work, I'll start watching football. I'll start watching YouTube. Let's say and do my work, but after those three days, the next day I'll make sure that I actually do the work. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's just more procrastination. Yeah. It's a little addiction. Yeah, it's like yeah. a habit to procrastinate. It's not really an, addi- an addiction to the point where every time that I'm about to do work, like a good year. I just decided to start watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's fair. I feel, like, I feel yeah. like with that, with that, it's more. To be honest, you know, it's with work. It's like if you're not doing something that you genuinely, not genuinely enjoy, but if you have, a, if you're not doing something that you have a slight interest in, then it's easy for you to just drift away from it. Very true. Yeah. That's 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 why that's why I don't think that's really an addiction because it's not. Something that I can't control. I can't control it. It's just that, for some reason, in that in that space of time, I've actively made the decision that I'm not interested in this enough for me to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Let me go watch something that I'm interested in. No, that's uh, yeah, that's like that's fair enough. I guess. Uh, I guess I'm I'm like I'm really just like the only one who like likes that's like. Like self-control part. Um, I will say though, don't just because you're talking to the three of us and the three of us have this situation. Yeah. I don't think the three of us are normal. Not normal in this case. But I don't think we're the standard. The, major- the majority. Yeah. We're yeah. Not yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. I know means are we the majority. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. I it just so like, happens you, that you're with, you're talking to three people that are. Yeah. Not. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. Because um, because I I like I feel like 
addiction is so huge and it's affecting so many people but it's just that happens that you guys like yeah like you guys wouldn't really have like that sort of like personal experience um like to a point where you say oh yeah we can say yeah i was addicted and addicted and you know um but like i i like i know like a shit ton of people who like who are addicted to smoking who are addicted to drinking, who are addicted to, you know, uh, like, uh, pornography, like, like, just, like, anything that will just, like, give you that, like, uh, like, uh, temporary, like, uh, joy, but no, not really, like, um, like, fulfillment in the long time, in, in the long term, you know, like, just, like, uh, well, last course of dopamine, this is something that we discussed last time. Um, like, or, uh, it can be like, being alcoholic. I actually, I'm not sure if I know, like, workaholic, but I'm, I've definitely known people who work really hard and just, uh, but yeah, it's just, like, uh, like I uh like I want I want you guys to put yourself in the situation where like put put yourself in like uh in like their shoes where imagine yourself you're addicted to something you know what uh would you do about it? like how would you approach it you know and like um like think of something that you might get addicted to you might get i'm not talking about you being addicted to it i'm talking about that if there is something that i'm gonna get addicted to it might be just that one thing and then say like the like that like the long term you know of what it's gonna be like if you're addicted to that one thing and if you come to the point where you're just too deep in into like that sort of addiction because this at some point you just you go a bit too deep in and it's really hard to go back. Um, like, it's really hard for smokers to stop smoking. It's really hard for, like, alcoholics to stop drinking. You know, I'm just, I'm just giving the most obvious examples. The most common examples, you know. Like, just try to put yourself in those shoes and, like, in that, uh, and think, uh, like, are you gonna reach out to people? Are you gonna do something about it? Or are you just gonna, like, uh, and like embrace the addiction because there's also that like uh, concept of I'm gonna like embrace the addiction and I'm not gonna do anything about it. I think it's um like if we're if we're talking for us to do it right now in this conversation, I feel like it's it's near impossible to do that because I know well I un- <clears throat> I understand addiction to be more psychological than physical. And for you to now put yourself in a particular psychological mind state over a series of a conversation, that's nearly impossible. That's why actors are paid so much because they have to, for them to fulfill the role to the degree that they're able to do so, they put themselves in a particular position psychologically over a long period of time of like body conditioning and all those things that they do to get themselves in that mental state for them to react how they would physically. 
So I don't know if that makes sense. So I feel like it'll be it'll be hard yeah, for us to is it empathize or sympathize? Um the one where you actually feel what they're feeling. But it'll be hard yeah. for us to it'll be hard for us to do that. I get no, I get what you're saying though, hundred percent I get what you're saying. But it'll be hard for us to do that or anyone to do that. Especially if you haven't experienced it before. Um, just because of how addiction is basically like a psychological rewiring. It's yeah, so it would be so hard for us to actually put ourselves in those shoes. So in this conversation, I just wanted to like in this conversation as we try to I just want to make it clear that we definitely are not like the the blueprint of what of what should be done. We definitely don't understand yeah. what can be done because we don't know how we'd feel in those situations anyway. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It it really it really makes sense. Yeah, I, I completely understand. But you know, I am just like asking for you to like to try, yeah, just like know? yeah, curious, like, yeah, yeah. I like you know because I am someone who like um, is addicted to something, and I just want to like I. You know, if if you just try, you know, I can try to like try to say, okay, well, this is actually like, well, okay, what is your misconceptions about like addiction? Like, do you have any sort of like, uh, like, what's what is the general idea of like of uh to you of like being addicted to something? Uh, and uh, where do you think, uh, like, what is like some things that you want to know particularly about what is like to be like addicted? If you know what I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird to weird to phrase it, but yeah. Hello. Oh, we hear you. We hear you. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say before you actually um ask that question, this yeah. is pertaining to your last question. When you're asking us to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who is addicted, right? Yep. And to be honest, like Quincy says, it's not something you'd be able to do over a course of a conversation. But in my own experience, when I was younger, I never really understood how people could smoke or how people got addicted to drinking. It's never it was never something I understood. I thought in my immaturity, I thought it was like something stupid. I I'll just think like, how could you do that? But I really started to think about okay, what led them up to this position? And once you're in the position, how do you actually feel about that thing? So even though I've never experienced it before, just thinking on it and pondering over it made me understand at least a little bit more what type of situation these people are in. You never know what might cause someone to start smoking or start drinking. You never know what they're going through through their lives. And you never know if maybe the smoking or the drinking is their escape or some other form of addiction. And then once you're in that point, once you're addicted to something, obviously I've never been addicted to something like that before, so I don't know how it's like. It must be extremely difficult to get out of that thing if they keep doing it. You look at something like smoking and you see on the cigarette packet, packet that smoking kills, yet people still do it, which means that it's incredibly difficult. If I was in that situation, I couldn't think to myself that I'm any better than anyone who's also in that situation and I'd be able to quit at any time. Otherwise, people would be quitting when they need to quit. Like, it's as simple as that. So, like Quincy said before, the whole addiction thing is mainly a psychological thing. People have a reason for doing it. Perhaps it's their escape from something. I don't know. Some people's case might be like that. But yeah, I think we 
the stigma around addiction, because there's definitely a stigma around addiction, how it's a negative thing. I think people would find it difficult to admit that they have an addiction. I think that's a stigma that people kind of need to get over. Um, people that actually want to come out of addiction, they will need help in coming out of addiction because it's not something that you can stop overnight. It's an addiction for a reason. Yeah, and I think it's one of those it's one of those things where it's, I think from the outside perspective, because I've seen people smoking addictions, it's it's close to impossible to get out of it by yourself. Because I just feel like it's it's hard on a on a mental level to just tell yourself I've been doing this for let's say how many years or even months, and that's it. I'm just gonna stop. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but I feel like if if I was to be addicted, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I'm like I'm not saying that. I I hundred percent sure know that I would do this. I would say that the solutions would always come from my religion. Mm. But if we were if if not if I'm not a religious person, let's say, like if you are in a position where you're strong enough to and you're you're capable of doing it, the best people to go to are the people that can give you therapy for this stuff. It's like if that makes sense. Because there's, I'm sure there's people, there's people out there that do therapy for addictions, and like at some point, if you feel like there's nothing you can do and you are capable, because it's it's a different like being addicted to something is one thing, and then being able to talk to other people about it is a whole nother step, like quite a big jump in itself. But I just do feel like if you are capable, and capable part is very key here, because it's it's not easy. If you are capable, then seeking therapy would probably, in my head, this is very like, it's a kind of like a blind view because I've never been addicted. Like, I I would say that seeking therapy would probably be the best thing if you know where to seek therapy and how to access it. Okay, okay. So I have a question. Said, do you think? Yeah. Do you think if someone is like? Addicted to something, they will seek therapy for it. Ask that question again, please. Do you, do you think that if someone is addicted to something, they will seek therapy? If someone, nah, no, like if someone's not, addicted yeah. to something, yeah. would they seek therapy? Yeah, no, uh, not necessarily. No, exactly, exactly. So, like, like, do you think that, um, like people? Uh, like people who are addicted to something will be like, yeah, I need to stop this. I'm going to go to therapy and it's going to stop. You know, it's obviously not like that, especially. And this is something that, you know, Philip said, you know, like it's really, it's, uh, just the fact that, uh, that's, uh, to like to rec, the idea of recognizing that you're in, you're addicted to something in the first place, you know, I think that someone has to tell you. And if you don't have people in your life, you may, you might as well just stay addicted to that one thing for like however long as possible, maybe like till the very end. Because a lot, like very few people would actually actively want to stop an addiction. You know, like something really bad has to happen for you to be like, 
oh yeah, I'm gonna go seek therapy, I'm gonna do this, you know, and, uh, like, and there is a lot of people, uh, and there is like people who literally have nothing to lose in their life. They don't have a family, they don't really have like a, uh, a stable job or like they don't really have anything to lose. So, um, so like when it comes to, so I'm, I'm like, I'm slightly losing my train of thought. Well, uh, when it comes to like them wanting to, uh, uh like, wanting to like uh deal with that addiction they they really want like want to deal with that uh, want deal with that addiction because they really have like nothing to lose so when so this is like something huge like um about uh my brother like the fact that i have a brother who uh, and my dad who are there to tell me that i have a problem you know and if I like, if, 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 if they're not, there's like constantly like tell me, you know, Hey, you have a problem. You know, I sometimes would forget I have a problem and would do absolutely nothing about it. Nothing, not seek help, nothing. Just like, you know, embrace the addiction. So like, I don't think that a lot of people who are addicted, like addicted to something would uh, uh, seek help. Especially when they are addicted to that one thing because it makes them feel good, even though it's bad for them. It's bad for their like for their personal life, their school life, their work life. Even though it's bad for them, just because they might feel good from it, you know, like they they um, and nobody is like putting pressure on them. They wanna seek help, and which is why a lot of smokers are still smokers, you know, even though they. They see like on the, on the, like, uh, on the packs of cigarette, cigarettes. Oh yeah, smoking kills. A lot of like alcoholics still drink, you know, like that's just the obvious examples. But yeah, it's just, um, I don't think that, uh, so, like someone who is addicted will recognize that addiction, uh, as something that Maybe potentially harmful for them and would actively want to do something about it. And, you know, I feel like you already have to have someone in your life for them to be like, yeah, we need to fix you, you know, uh, because it's clearly like ruining your life, like slowly. Like we need to, uh, you need to do something about it. Like I'm, I'm lucky to have that, you know, I'm like, I'm really lucky. To have those people in my life, you know, uh, and like, uh, people to talk to about these things, you know, but, but a lot of people don't have that. Like, a lot of people don't have that. So, what would you, like, what do you think is a way to, like, deal with that issue of, like, um, people who don't have those kind of people to tell them to, uh, to fix up, you know, and to like, uh, stop a certain addiction, you know, because it's obviously harmful for them, you know. What do oh, you, think you mean people who are alone? Yeah, like people who are alone, like how, do, how would you approach them, you know, what would you do about it? Are you saying if like, if I was in that position? So like, 
not not if you are in that position, but let's say like we were to make a let's say that we are uh like we were to make a a program. This is this is this is just a concept. I'm not talking about it becoming a reality, but let's say that we were to make a program we want to uh like uh stop uh we want to like fight with actively fight with like uh addiction how are you gonna how do you think you're gonna tackle that how you think you're gonna like uh is it gonna be like like social media like articles um like meeting people like uh like um having surveys and asking people to like interview them offering people like therapy do you think people will want therapy it's like or do you think we should just leave them be you know because at the end of the day they form this addiction to cope with life because life you know there is that one part of life that's uh, uh there's many parts of life that we don't uh, we may not enjoy and uh like addiction can also be a coping mechanism to not deal with uh the unpleasant parts of life so do you think that okay it's a lot of questions that i'm asking but all right so let's <laughs> yeah let's okay let's start with let's start with uh how do you think you're going to uh, we can help someone who has nobody in their life to help them like nobody in their personal life to help them how do you think we can like, go about helping them and and they don't want help like just think about it you don't want help you know because they're addicted but you need to make them recognize that they need help you know like and then they're like okay i actually need help and then they go seek help you know because look, a lot of people wouldn't be like oh yeah i'm addicted i'm going to go seek help you know i don't know how the most impossible task yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you would actually do that. Exactly, that's that's the thing. When you're not even just an addiction, just in general. Yeah, just in general. I would like, say though, I would say. Go on. Wait, no, you go on. Go on. Go first. Nah, bro, you already started. Go on. I will say the one thing um, I have seen like people do is like this thing where. Say they're addicted to smoking or doing something. Well, to be honest, it's more to do religion. Let's say someone's addicted to their bad deed, bad deed yeah? yeah. Encouraged to do a good deed to kind of wipe away that bad deed. For example, you're addicted to smoking okay. or drinking. Every time you smoke one cigarette, you donate five pounds to charity. Okay. That makes sense. But, but, I don't know how feasible that is in this case. See, see what I was yeah, thinking, I mean, right? Yeah, in this case, I don't know how see, feasible that is. Me personally, I don't like. I don't go out of my way. Like this is just me being genuine right now. I don't go out of my way to help people that don't want help. Like if you don't want my help, no. Even if I know that you need it, if you genuinely do not want my help, I'm not gonna help you. Now, in this particular case, they need my help, but, and it would be, it wouldn't be selfish, it wouldn't be inconsiderate, it would more, I don't even know the word to describe it, but it just, 
my conscience, my conscience, I don't think it would be the right thing to just leave them, even though they need help and you know they need help, but they don't feel like they need help. In this particular situation, I think the only, the only way that they could probably realize this is just how I'm looking at it. Probably the solution because, you know, people have probably done it, but the only way they can realize, I mean, these people are probably living normal lives outside of their addiction. I mean, when I say that, I mean, like, they probably go to work, you know, they probably have to pay rent, um, things like that. They have, they, they have a life away from this thing in most cases. I'm not going to say in all. So if they're going to, if they want, you know, if they want to do that, let's say they're gaming, right? If they want to play a game, they need to have a house or room to play. And if they want to have that room, they need to pay rent, that kind of thing. So the only way that, I think they can realize that this thing that they're doing is detrimental beyond just in that particular moment, but like to their life is when it starts to affect things beyond like, it starts to affect things around their life that aren't entirely connected to it. So say a job, say, say, and this is just like an extreme example. Let me not say extreme. This is just an example that comes to mind. Um, someone that looks to gaming and they, um, they entirely forget that they have work or just work going to work doesn't fade not going to work doesn't phase them or doesn't cross their mind. They now aren't able to make money, because and now they're they're not able to make money. They can't pay rent. So because this thing that they're addicted to has now affected other parts of their life, I think I feel if that was me in that sense, I feel like I would come to a realization that this thing that I'm doing is bad. Now I'm not saying I would go and immediately look for help. I think what comes to my mind for that is, again, I follow the misconception between looking for help and going to see a therapist. Like I think looking for help, going to see a therapist is something that comes under a whole umbrella of looking for help. Because looking for help can literally be searching up on on um on Google or or YouTube how other people have overcome this. Now going for physical help is entirely different. I think if I was in that situation, the most ideal thing for me would probably to look for people to fa- try and find people that have experienced or are experiencing a similar thing. Cause I know my mind is not going to go to therapy for a fact, especially with where we're from. My mind's not going to go to therapy. So I think it's face to face. Exactly. And just because we just don't have access to those type of things. So yeah. I would definitely try and look for a group of people through social media or something like that, that are experienced or have experienced a similar thing before. But in regards to the question that you just asked, I genuinely have no idea as to how I'm going to help someone that needs my help, but doesn't want my help. Okay. So, um, no, it's, it's a really, it's a really difficult question to, uh, like to answer. It's, uh, I cannot answer it myself, you know, but it's a, it's definitely like an interesting, like, sort of, uh, uh, is there definitely an interesting discussion? And what I'm trying, what I'm getting from that discussion is that, uh, addiction won't be like, uh, will be an ongoing problem pretty much forever. It's not going to, like, uh, it, addiction is not gonna get exterminated. It's, it's gonna be like, uh, part of people's lives for like pretty much 
eternity. And um, at this point, what we're coming to is the like acceptance. You know, we're like we're coming to the point where we have to like accept the fact that addiction addiction will exist. A lot of people won't want uh, to fight their addiction, and they will harm their lives because of that addiction. But what can we do about it? Nothing. If they don't seek help, they just don't seek help. If they don't have those people in their like in their life to tell them that what they're doing is really harmful for them, then that's just it. We just exactly. It's like if someone doesn't want help, uh, if someone doesn't like want help even if they don't need it uh even if they need it like if someone doesn't want help even if, even if they need it uh like helping them is uh like helping them would uh be pointless uh unless they're like someone in, in your life uh in your personal life but if it's like you know like a stranger you really can't go about helping everyone in the world you know, um, especially the people who don't want that help. So we are like coming to the point where, you know, we accept the fact that, uh, a large part of the world, you know, will be addicted pretty much forever. You know, uh, the next, for the next generations to come, there will be new create, uh, new sort of addictions will like, uh, will get, be made, will be created. You know, before like technology was, uh, invented, uh, people weren't, weren't addicted to gaming, you know, uh, and as a, and the same goes for like cigarettes, the same goes for like alcohol. But before there were still addictions, we, it, it was just different types of addictions. And in the future, there will still be addictions and there, there might be different types of addictions. So it might not evolve that much for there to be like, uh newer addictions but there will be addictions there will be like for like a pretty much eternity but uh so like let's say that let's say that that a lot of the people who are like listening to this podcast are addicted to something and they don't want help you know like i'm not sure you know but we're just like like let's just assume that both people to the podcast to this podcast uh like are addicted to something they don't want help so they're not seeking for help so we cannot help them but um if like if you want to like leave the, this one message like to them you know about you know like kind of acceptance you know um and kind of just like how to live with that like sort of addiction uh in in a life where you don't deal with your addiction you know what kind of what kind of like advice would you give to the i know you guys have an experience with probably that i should be the one who who should be like giving some sort of advice but your own personal advice to people who are addicted and are not seeking help for it, they don't want help for it, and they might not even recognize they, they are addicted, you know. Um, what kind of advice would you give 
them so that they can so that they can like remember as they're like living with that addiction because a lot of people like get that addiction and kind of die with that addiction if they don't do anything about it. Remarin, we heard you. We're just thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a very like complicated topic, you know. Yeah. Especially when <laughs> when uh, you have to think from someone else's perspective. Mm. You know? so, yeah, I'll just leave you to like think about it. You can just uh, say what's on your mind. You know. Yeah, it can be just whatever. You know, it's really hard to give a message to someone that I don't know who doesn't want help. I think the fact yeah. that they don't want help makes it really difficult because the first step to changing anything about yourself is that you, you have to want to do it yourself. Yeah. I think that's like, that's the part that people really, really struggle with when it comes to anything. Like, no one can do it for you. This is something you have to do by yourself. You have to take that first step. So if someone doesn't want help, I can't tell you to want help because you don't want help. If there's someone close to me, I can say that out. Like, I'll try to make them see that they need help, but that's someone close to me. I'm not sure about if they were a stranger. And if it was someone that wanted help, I'd probably say that um, in, their, in the journey that they are about to embark on, they need to have a sense of humility. Because there's no way you're going to go from being addicted to not being addicted in the space of a week. You'll probably relapse at times that you don't want to relapse. And that is completely normal. It's completely normal. You're unlearning a behavior that you've learned in the past. So you have to be patient for yourself. Give yourself some time. And yeah, eventually, eventually, might not be now, might not be as quick as you want it to be. But eventually, you will get over that thing. Fuller, let me ask you a question yeah, real quick. Me? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, it's Mama. Um, That's cool, cool. What? You said that if it was someone who was close, you, you would try and help them or make them see that they need the help. How would you go about mm-hmm. doing that? I'd uh, probably try the first, I'd go with the compassionate method. Mm-hmm. I'll just make them try to, try to make them see logically that, look, you have some behaviors that are kind of self-destructive and you shouldn't be doing these things and you keep doing them um you say you can stop but you you can't really stop honestly you can't stop because i'm going to be frank with them but if that doesn't work i'll probably just move it on to something a bit more forceful uh not forceful where is it not that's not the word um something a bit more direct direct yeah yeah something a bit more direct like hey look listen this this actually needs to stop you're actually screwing yourself up now you're screwing yourself up. And like, if there's someone close to me, someone who I love and care about, I can be patient with them and give them the time that they need because I, I appreciate that it's a really difficult situation. It's a really difficult situation for them. If they could decide, they wouldn't be in that situation. So yeah, but then it would come to a certain point if they didn't want my help, I would just leave them because sometimes 
people have to learn from the experience and it's either they learn or they don't learn. It's like my morals would oblige me to help them, but it wouldn't compel me to stay with them and drown with them or lose myself whilst I'm helping them. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I think so that's Oh, was it around how you would help someone that doesn't need help or try and help them? Mm. No, actually, you know what? I, I think it's what Philip said. With, with someone that is close to me and close enough for me to see them more or less daily, if not daily, weekly. Yeah. Mm. I think I think I'd probably be able to make a plan the addiction at the time that they're doing it. For example, someone tends to do something at night. At night, let's go on, at night, let's go on a walk or something. Like, to maybe try get them out of the habit of it. But it's also the thing of like most of these addictions. Yeah, about being easy to like stop doing them. It's genuine danger if you stop doing them. For example, withdrawal. If you have withdrawal symptoms for like alcohol, like smoking, like if for someone that's been doing it for let's say ten, fifteen, twenty years, they go a day. Let's say they smoke twenty, take twenty a day. If they go without smoking even ten a day, like they'll feel it instantly to the point where they start shaking and there there's genuine um health consequences. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like with that, like with the forceful like, approach, it's like it's a bit difficult. Mm. Which is why I get why Philip says, and, and I totally agree, is that you only help them until you know they are capable of helping them. At some point, if you feel like you're you're just losing yourself while helping them, maybe it's time to maybe not give up. Give up is probably not the right word, but just turn it down a bit and just, I mean, where, you know what? I'm religious. I'm a religious person, so I just pray for them. I mean, me doing nothing better than praying for someone. Doesn't it? I'll always go back to that. But I understand that that's not ninety percent of the population in the world. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Well, I think um, like. Uh, like Philip, you and like Salama, I think that your like, that message message was good enough, and and like you know, um, obviously if if like someone has had a an addiction for a very long time, um, it's like nearly it may may even be impossible for them to like um stop that addiction uh just because of what, of what like Salama said of like the withdrawal symptoms and like and uh I don't know it really just made makes me quite sad that addiction will be like an ongoing thing and it has to be like um, like it has to be something that 
if you don't realize yourself, you like you need people like yourself in this case who would help you. you know? And uh, it's really just like makes me just appreciate you know, what I am having you know, as someone who is like experiencing like addiction and um i can like just share my my point of view and i've had many times when i wouldn't want to seek help for it and it would be simply because uh that addiction has become the the one thing that uh is making me wake up and be excited about like about that one thing you know like i wake up and i'm excited about you know doing this one thing before bed you know i like before bed i'm like this is the one thing i'm thinking about i go like i go shower this is the one thing i'm thinking about you know maybe that maybe this is way way more serious than that i'm portraying it uh to be you know and maybe I really need a lot of help, but there is like ninety percent of the time I don't I don't seek help, um, and I have people like yourself, you know, uh, in this case people like my bro and uh, my dad, but like uh, people who would act like yourself, you know, because uh. My dad, my dad and my brother are, uh, want to help me with my addiction, but in the case, uh, but they would also, uh, they, they would also like come to a point where that they're like, okay, um, you know, Marion doesn't want to be helped. So we're going to like tone it down a bit, you know, <clears throat> and, um, sometimes just, Sometimes I don't need them. Sometimes I just realize by myself, I like I end up like just just crying, you know, like for for like one hour straight. Like I just end up crying, and sometimes they're like wondering why they're hearing like crying noises. It's really just you know because sometimes I have these my own realizations and why I, like I should be listening to these people and I should be doing something about it. You know, this like constant guilt. And I personally think that I'll deal with it, you know, like I'll deal with it. But there will be a lot of people, uh, there is a lot of people who won't be able to deal with it. And I'm just kind of like, kind of sad that this, uh, like a lot of people would be experiencing what I'm experiencing, but they won't come to the uh, conclusion of they need to stop it one day. No, I have kind of my like sort of drafted plan in my head of when to stop it. You know, when to turn it down, when to not from t- turn it from back from an addiction to just time to time thing. You know, which is super hard. Every day is get harder. It gets harder. Um, like every single day it gets harder because every single day I get like 
more and more and more into the loop, into the addiction loop, you know? Um, like, oh, I need to stop addiction. Uh, I need to, like, stop being addicted. But then I try to stop my, like, I stop being addicted. And then I, like, have this craving for it. I feel bad. Bam, I go back to, like, the, doing what I'm addicted to. And and then, like, uh, you know, crying whole nights. Bam, I need to stop my addiction, you know. And, like, this, like I'm getting, like, more and more into that loop. And uh, even though I have that plan in my head, I think I should stop much earlier than I'm thinking, you know. Um, but by no means this is uh, this podcast is any sort of therapy for me. This is just me sharing my experience because yeah, so far we have yeah, so far we have like three people who aren't addicted to anything and aren't like. Uh, thinking that they would experience this thing, you know, and there's just me, you know, <laughs> who can actually like share like some, give you an insight of, um, what it's like to be addicted, you know, and, uh, sometimes, a lot of the times, I just want to accept it. I just want to be like, okay, sure, I'm just gonna do like, just, you know, live around it live like sort out my life so that my life is uh built around this addiction you know and uh really just looking at you know uh at uh, the people around me and you know the, like uh i see people that were addicted and they can they're addicted to something but they still manage to be happy so sometimes I ask myself this question, am I, uh, do I have to really like end this addiction? If I manage my life and manage my life around this addiction, can I just keep being addicted and be okay with it? You know, I personally think I just, we were like talking about this in the last podcast about like, uh, like, um, if it's something genetic, I personally think that this is part of my characteristic, like of my, uh, of my, uh, yeah, of just like my like genetics or I don't know, maybe I'm just talking bullshit, but I think it, this is just part of me that, uh, I tend to get addicted to stuff, uh, which is why I, when I, when it comes to like smoking and drinking, the reason why I don't do them in the first place is because I know that if I start doing them excessively, I know for sure I will get addicted to them. Like for sure. Like I, I, I know that. My brother knows that. And that's, you know, and that's why, um, like I, I have like one addiction and I'm thinking, you know, I'm asking myself this question. Should I keep it? You know, or should I let go of it? And, be like be normal like you <laughs> you know don't worry we're not normal but <laughs> i will say is that no we we generally appreciate your transparency and even though it might feel like you can't relate to us free i'm pretty sure that like your experience would have helped someone who's listening to the podcast because like we mentioned before some people don't even realize that they're addicted to something so 
I personally think for what it's worth, I think that like you're in a pretty good position because you at least know what's happening. And like you you want to get that stopped, even though you're pondering over and you're going a bit back and forth, you at least know and accept that it's there. And like I was saying before, it's it's like it's one of the first steps, it's like the most important steps to get rid of the addiction. Yeah, so like I said, like we we appreciate you being open and telling us your experience. Yeah, thank you. I, I really just hope that what I'm saying in this podcast, and this was kind of my, uh, uh, the whole like reason why I reached out to Quincy in the first place. I, I, like, I wanted to share this, you know, I wanted to share this because this is something that, uh, it's, I don't like, I've, I've listened to like quite a, like, a few podcasts, um, like not, not just yours, just like in general, you know, and uh, the one thing I'm not really like uh, hearing people talk about a lot is uh, addictions, different types of addictions, and if you should actually do something about it or just accept it. You know? um, and I just wanted to like share my um, experience and like, really just thank you for having me. Um, so that's, and I hope this message goes to anybody who is really addicted to one thing or another, you know, um, and yeah. So any, anything you want to add to that, Quincy? I think that's a good point to end off on. Nice um, closing point. Just a reiteration of what you've already said. Thank you. I'm not going to, like, again, try and be a broken record or anything, but thank you, first of all. And I think a good place to end would be to ask you, ask you, Marin, how... You might have already answered it before, but just so you can actually, like, you know, lay it down on how, and from your perspective, how do you think is the best way to help someone in your position Uh, the best way, to, like, okay, someone in my, I think it's, first of all, you have to be someone meaningful to them. Because I know for sure that if uh, someone isn't as meaningful to me as uh, my brother and my dad, most likely you're not going to listen to their advice. So, I would say that if you're not meaning, like, if you're not really, like, meaning for that, for that person, you kind of have to just let them go. Uh, go off to be their, uh, be their thing. And really just, you know, if you, if you are religious like Islam, you can really just pray for that person. You know? Um, obviously you can try to help them, but if they don't want to help and, uh, and they wouldn't listen to your advice, um, because you're, but, uh, you're not that meaningful to them, you know, uh, then, like your opinion is not that meaningful to them, then, uh, it's not, uh, then it really is just no, 
not no not much point in doing it. Um and yeah, it it's it's something for you know the, the person to realize for themselves. And uh if you if if there's anything that you can do is try to talk to the person that is actually meaningful to them if you're not the one meaningful to them. So um I say like if you know if one of my uh friends was to talk to my brother to tell me uh to fix up. And this has happened before. You know, like I would go out with my my brother and his friends and like his friends would just like uh tell him that they are obviously being affected by my addiction in a, in a bad way and my brother will come to me and be like Hey, I've actually been told that and you need to do something about it because not, not only I am not seeing it, but other people are not seeing it. And yeah, so find the person that's meaningful to that, to that person who is, uh, addicted to something and talk to that person and not to, to, to the addicted person themselves. You get it. Not gonna lie. Like we should leave it there on Senku's note. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Yeah, answer. definitely something I can take on myself. Yeah. Um. So second. Yeah, I just didn't want to add on to his final remarks. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Coming from him as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is this is a, definitely not the last conversation around addiction, addiction but in regards to this two parts this is the last part so thank you all very much for listening we hope you appreciate sorry we hope you enjoyed the conversation we very much appreciate you Marion, for your transparency in both conversations hopefully this has helped someone even if it's just one person but thank you for listening and take care yeah thank you for having me